0: Bayer's planned $66 billion takeover of its American rival, seeds giant Monsanto, is likely to be delayed until early 2018 as talks with regulators intensify. The merger would create the world's largest integrated pesticides and seeds company. European antitrust regulators opened a comprehensive investigation into the deal in late August. Liam Condon, chief of Bayer Crop Science, says he's very confident the deal will ultimately go through based on the tenor of negotiations so far. Joining us is Jennifer Rhee, Senior Litigation Analyst for Bloomberg Intelligence. Jen, what are the concerns with a merger like this in the midst of an unprecedented wave of consolidation in the agrochemicals
1: industry? Well, I mean, you just said it. That's the first thing. You have a lot of consolidation in the industry, and of course, this is more. And both in the U.S. and in the EU, there are concerns about farmers, which are the primary customers of all of these companies Dow and DuPont that just merged, now Bayer Monsanto, as well as ChemChina and Syngenta. So, you know, what the EU is concerned about are some overlaps between these two companies. Companies, Bayer and Monsanto in a couple different kinds of pesticides, um, as well as in some seeds, um, as well as the possibility that this combined company could bundle these products, both of which are sold to farmers, and, and there could be some harm that could come out of that ability.
2: So, Jen, what is Bayer going to do with this extra time, as it were, this delay in the takeover?
1: You know, I suspect, and this is obviously just speculation, that what is happening is that they are working now on negotiating remedies that they will have to agree to with the EU in order to be able to c- close their deal, and that they are—they've decided that it's worth it to them to have a little extra time to try to make some arguments to limit what uh, the European regulators require them to sell off. I mean, it's clear they're going to have to sell assets, and, and they may be simply trying to limit what it is they have to sell
0: they're and while they're discussing remedies with the regulators they're also holding talks with potential acquirers about some assets that they may need to divest, it, it, does it seem pretty certain that the EU is going to require some substantial divestments?
1: Oh, I think so, absolutely. You know, when they go into a phase two, and then in particular, uh, we know that some assets were offered up early on during the phase one by Bayer, and, and the European com- Commission rejected that package. So we do know that they expect divestitures, and I think it will be extensive. You know, they did require Dow and DuPont to divest assets, um, not seeds, but uh, several assets in the pesticide area as well as Kim China and Syngenta to divest some chemicals in order to close. And I think we should expect that plus seeds and maybe more here.
2: Jen, uh, Bayer is you know, seeking clearance from a lot of authorities around the globe who have oversight of this kind of deal in various different countries uh, all over the world. If they get the EU on board uh, with whatever divestment they have to make, will everything else fall into place, or are they going to have to deal similarly with other authorities? You know,
1: it's a good question. That is what usually happens, and that's generally what happened in the Dow DuPont deal, because in that case, the European regulators required global divestitures by the company, not not just divestitures that uh, would have sold assets sold within the European um, Union. So. Depending on what the EU asks for here, if it's again this global remedy, so that it'll cure concerns of other regulators, things might just fall into place without any other regulators asking for much more. But if not, other regulators could, you know, ask for certain smaller divestitures that might particularly affect the c- consumers in their region.
0: Bayer has sought clearance from almost all of the roughly 30 authorities who have oversight of the deal. And has received approvals from more than one third of them. Does that seem low to you when Buyer had previously said it expected to get approvals to complete the
1: transaction by the end of the year? You know, it does actually seem a little bit low, but sometimes what happens is some of the jurisdictions will hang back and wait for sort of the the bigger jurisdictions, the more key jurisdictions like the U.S., China, Europe, to see what they're going to do in terms of the remedy. They they know there will be a remedy here, and they want to hang back and see what that remedy is going to be um, to understand whether or not they might need something more to protect consumers in their region. So I think what's holding things up here is likely the EU, uh, which is really dragging here, as well as the U.S. So,
2: Jen, assuming that uh, in fact Bayer does have to divest a number of different things, and they they are in fact already talking, it sounds like to some of the some of the potential acquirers. What can we expect them to be divesting? What you know, generally speaking.
1: Well, we do know from a press release that was issued by the European Commission that there is a problem with um, herbicides. Herbicide is one kind of pesticide, the herbicides essentially kill weeds, and in this case Monsanto has a product called Roundup, and that overlaps with a product that's sold by buyer, so it's very likely in that area they're going to have divestitures. They also noted, that is the European Commission noted, that there were seed overlaps, particularly in in, um, oilseed rapeseeds. And we also know there is uh, probably a problem with cotton seeds in the US because when Monsanto acquired a company called Delta and Pineland several years ago, they had to sell off Delta and Pineland's cotton assets and they sold it to Bayer. So at this point, there's no way that Bayer is going to have to be able to you know, combine those seeds again, those cotton seeds, so they'll likely have to sell cotton seeds as well. Jen,
0: why this wave of consolidation in the agrochemical industry?
1: Well, you know, it's likely that, um, it, it, that's also a good question, and, and an industry analyst could probably tell you more, but one of the things we're seeing is that there is a lot of need for innovation and R&D to, you know, to, to meet rising demand, to deal with climate change, things like that that affect crops and affect the growth of crops in our food supply, and it takes a lot of money, a lot of capital, and and a lot of scale to conduct the kind of R&D that's needed, And and that's Exactly what Bayer and Monsanto is arguing here, that in order to conduct the kind of innovation that they need to in R&D going forward, they're going to be able to do that much better off combined rather than individually.
2: So can we expect that this is going to keep happening as uh, throughout the entire industry?
1: Well, we may be able, we may see it continue to happen. I think one of the interesting things that, that could happen here, though, because I was reading an article today about BASF as one of the possible buyers of assets to be divested by Bayer and Monsanto, and the fact that the company may be interested in both seeds and chemicals. And BASF is a company that now has chemicals and not seeds. So actually that sort of adds to diversification here. It sort of is a lessening of consolidation if we add another combined seed chemical company into the mix, because now you'll have four sort of big combined seed chemical companies rather than three. We keep hearing about the EU and Commissioner Margrethe Vestager. Is the EU seen as the toughest of the regulators well, you know, I think right now, yes. You know, I, I think the, the U.S. was considered pretty tough, too, but now we're in this transition stage. And we still don't really know what's going to happen going forward with the antitrust agencies. We're still down three commissioners of the FTC. We still don't have the head of the antitrust division at the Department of Justice confirmed, Um appointed but not confirmed. And so we don't know what the trend is going to be. But but most people think it's likely that going forward in the next few years, the EU will be the toughest on antitrust. Always great to
0: have you on. That's Jennifer Reed, Senior Litigation Analyst for Bloomberg Intelligence. You can read more of Jennifer's analysis by going to B.I. Go on the Bloomberg Terminal.